What is going on, guys? Welcome to the YPR Podcast. And I am your host, Jeff, the Honest Marketer. And today, we have something super cool. I'm going to be talking about how I became a six-figure entrepreneur uh, my very first year in business and how you can do it too. But before we get into that, what is the YPR Podcast? Who the heck am I? Um, and what can you expect out of this episode? So if this is the first time tuning into the YPR podcast, YPR stands for Young Person Revolution, where young doesn't mean young in age, it means young in mindset. I am not ready to give up. I'm not ready to surrender. I am not ready to retire. I want to have more, to give more. What is going on, guys? Here at the YPR podcast, uh, it is my personal goal, right? I'm Jeff the Honest Marketer. I mean, I self-crowned or been crowned from the fall. I don't know, right? A lot of people call me the king of free traffic too, which is really freaking cool. Uh, all these cool things, all these cool titles. But a little bit about me, I own a full-service marketing agency, and it is really my goal to give back and help people because I had a lot of people help me out in the process uh, to get to where I'm going, right? And so I had a leg up. By a leg up, I mean I, I showed up every day and put in the work, and I, I – I did the work, but I had individuals across the path, just like every other individual will, that if you take the advice and you're a cool person or whatever, you're going to have advice. And so I had people kind of help me here and there, give me advice and tips and tricks and pointers. So this is my way of giving back for the people that helped me win. Anyways, so what are we talking about here? How I became, <laughs> that was a weird introduction. I've never done an introduction to the YPR podcast like that before. Jeff, the honest marketer, I say how it is. I say what I want. I do what I want because that's who I am. But today we're going to talk about how I became a six-figure entrepreneur my very first year in business. Um, and then how I, <laughs> now actually, I just did $202,000 uh, in it was like 45 days, 209,047 days or something insane uh, since then. So what is going on, guys? So I'm going to talk, talk this, take, uh, take this back. Before I talk about me, I'm going to, I'm going to go uh, into a different story. Okay. Not a different story, but a completely relevant tangent story. That's yeah, get used to it. That's who I am. So it's, it's common for me. Okay, I, I do a lot of YouTube videos. If you guys aren't familiar, actually, you probably got here from one of my YouTube videos. I do a ton of YouTube videos where I teach sales marketing mindset, the three pillars of entrepreneurship. And I get a lot of people reaching out to me through Facebook Messenger, email, or whatever, people that are surrounding with me, asking me questions. Uh, how can I be successful? How can I do this? How can I do that? And well, one person, which actually be, it happens to be my employee right now, more or less, uh, a subcontractor of mine that's helping me out uh, with some projects. Um. <laughs> He, he reached out to me and he was like, dude, you know, how do I, how do I start a business? Like a lot of us young people, actually young in age, uh, and, and young in, in mindset too, I guess, technically, but young in age, we want to learn how to make six figures, seven figures. We want to have these, these things, these momentum, these goals. Like we want to, we have that stuff. We have the, de the desire, the dream, the ambition. Like I think it's something like 50% of millennials can consider themselves as entrepreneurial, but most of those people have no idea how to start a business or what to do. And so what we do uh, as us young people, millennials, in this specific case, is we jump from course to course to promise to promise. And, and we jump from shiny button syndrome to shiny button syndrome because we're impatient and we're used to the internet technology world where everything's so instantaneous and right now, right now, right now. So like we're going we're gonna to hop from idea to idea. And I'm guilty. Like, dude, I'm 100% guilty of this too. Um, but that's, that's not the goal. Anyways. The question more or less that he had of me was like, dude, 
what do you think about me starting this style of business model? In his case, it was like a social media marketing agency or a Facebook ads agency or whatever. And he happens to be my video guy and he loves doing video, videography, video editing, video, just that's what he loves and he's passionate about. And he's like, dude, what if I like, I don't know, like, I, I don't feel like I can make money in this. I should go do this instead. And the reason he felt that way was because, uh, that's what is kind of the, the the buzz right now. Go start a Facebook ads agency and bring on clients where you do Facebook lead gen. And that's what's cool on the internet. And that's what everyone's talking about and all this other bullshit. Like, and, and it's hypey right now. So people can sell courses around a Facebook ad agency and how you could become successful selling leads to other businesses and all this other bullshit, which is genuinely bullshit. And so I looked at him and I laughed and I was like, dude, bro, like you don't need a fucking business model. You don't need like, you don't need to go down there and like start a Facebook ads agency. You don't need to start a video editing agency. You don't need any of that shit. Like none of that. Like you don't need a drop shipping company. You don't need affiliate marketing. You don't need a fucking business model, dude. What you need is skills. What do you need is literally you need a skill that you can do that you can perform a high income skill. And he's heard me talk about that before. And he goes, dude, you know, I feel like, you know, a Facebook ads agency is a higher income skill than video editing agency. And I'm like, dude, what's making you feel that fucking way? he's like, well, you know, other people are making me feel that way. No, he didn't say that, but that's what I infer basically, right? And and that's the truth though, right? We we get caught up and we we forget that that like, you know, we, we chase this gold mine. Uh, we chase this opportunity. We chase this thing that somebody else is chasing in hopes that we're going to figure it out and make money off of it and a couple of different things. Like, guys when you're chasing rainbows and you're not prepared, you don't have the skills for it. You don't have the mindset for it. You're not, you're not at the right time at the right place. Like you don't have that. Like I'm not telling you if you don't have any skills to not go chase and go start a drop shipping business or buy a, like what I'm telling you though, is, is that you don't need a fucking business model. Like when you start chasing those things, it's like, it's, it's, it's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. They don't, they don't really exist, you know, and unless, unless you put in the work, right. Unless you acquire the skills to, to do what that shit takes right? It's not the business model that you need. It's you need the fucking skills. So if you don't have the skills to run Facebook ads or you don't have the, the energy or the excitement or, or whatever, right? You don't, you don't have the enjoyment inside of your heart to go through that, that heavy hitting, that work to do that business model, then you're never going to fucking do it anyway. And if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to think about it and you're not going to like strategize about it. You're not, you're, you're, you're when you dread shit, you're just not going to do it. You put it off, you don't think about it. And when you're not, your heart's not in it, then you're not going to win it. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's, that's the big problem. And so my advice for him was like, dude, I'm paying you right now to do video editing. Like I, I'm paying basically every bit of your bills right now. I, for in this case, uh, like I I've given him all the Adobe software. I, I, I paid for him to have a, a super nice, like computer, a video editing computer, which he's never had before, like high powered video, all of these things. And I, I'm, I, I say this, not if you're listening to this buddy, like I'm not, I'm not talking shit. I'm using you as an example. I love you, man. Um, so like he has the opportunity right now to do what he's passionate about, right? So why the fuck isn't he getting better? At, and he is now. He understood. We actually talked about it and he was super excited that I told him this and I'm just relaying the message to you guys. Uh, you know, why the fuck aren't you spending that time to get better and honing your craft, right? Like getting better at all the avenues, right? Because in video editing, there's so much more than just chopping the video up, right? You have After Effects, you have 3D animations, you have cartoon creation, you have so much shit you can do inside of video editing, 
You know, and that that makes it a ridiculously high paying skill. He's like, dude, I don't understand how I can I can get to the point where I can charge people, you know, five thousand dollars a month to do video editing stuff for them. And I was like, because, dude, you don't understand what the heck you you can do. I was like, I know people that are charging twenty thousand dollars, right, for video editing services like cartoons and and like VSLs and all that because that's what it's worth to them. I was like, you don't you don't you're missing the point because you don't see how much worth video is. Right. And as sales funnels and, and all that shit becomes more and more popular, I'm telling you right now, like that is going to be a higher income skill because sales funnels, what is the number one thing on a sales funnel? If you guys aren't familiar sales funnels, well then get it whatever. I apologize for this point, but video on the top of a sales funnel is like the most popular thing right now. It's called a VSO video sales letter. And I'm like, dude, like go get good at creating video sales letters. Maybe you can't do the script, but you can create the cartoon and the text and all that shit around it to make a quality VSL and you could sell a VSL for three to $5,000 to a basic small entrepreneur right now. You don't need the business model. You need the fucking skills. When you have the skills, the business model falls into place. Now, how did I become this? Is how I started this, this conversation, right? We're going to go back to me now off of that example. Okay. How did I become a six figure entrepreneur? My very first year in business, um, with no fucking skills, <laughs> because <laughs> I just told you I needed skills. That's funny because, but I, I totally did have skills. Just no, no skill like that, right? I wasn't a producer in that aspect. Okay. So for me, right, I own a marketing agency and my skills are higher level skills. Like I, I am, I'm the best strategist out there. I'm the best marketer out there. I'm the best like salesperson out there. I have the best like thought processes. I can think fast, but dude, when I first got started in marketing, I couldn't do a Facebook ad to save my fucking life. Like I had no idea. Like I, I had the confidence that I could go figure it out because I'm resourceful and I've had friends and all that stuff. But I just, I, I wasn't going to hit the keyboard, right? I, I could create a website, but I couldn't create the best website. But I had friends that I knew that could create websites. I had friends that I knew that could create Facebook ads. I had friends that were way better at that shit than me. And then, you know, so on and so forth. I, had, I, I couldn't get a website ranked into Google to save my life, but I had friends that could get people ranked into Google. So I, I, I was sitting there one day like, dude, I, I, I'm at a sales job, hating my fucking life because I'm working for a boss. And um, as you guys know, my story is I hopped from sales job to sales job and I would quit at the top of that sales job. Like when I got the best and I was making a lot of commissions and stuff, I'd quit when I stopped learning more, like I wasn't improving. So my skill, I, I always say I don't have any skills, but my skill was sales. I was good at selling people things because I, I was good at understanding what they wanted and what people needed, et cetera, et cetera. I, I could sell things, but in the entrepreneurship world, <laughs> you have to have something to sell. I had nothing to sell. Like I'm trying to start my own business. I'm I'm literally dreading my life at this sales job. Like I don't know what the hell to sell. Like I have to go work for somebody else. Like I have to sell their products or their services. And then, you know, I, I'm in this company like three, four months. And then the they I find out that they have like this mentorship program, basically. Right. So it's like this this mentorship program where you could go in and you'll sit in there with the CEO of the company, right? And this company, I was working at a window siding roofing company an exteriors company, I guess is a better way to put it, exteriors company. And um, they were doing, I don't know, 50 million, 100 million a year, something like that. They were the largest exterior company in the state of Oregon. I think they still are um, in Washington, Colorado. 
uh, and a couple of other states. Okay. So there's like three or four states that they're in for sure. Uh, I think they had 10 or 15 offices, maybe, maybe more at the time of being there, but there were like, there was actually technically two companies. So I'm not exactly sure, but it doesn't matter. They were large 50 to hundred million, uh, from the one company themselves and the second company, which got acquired was bigger. It doesn't matter regardless. Anyways, continuing, I found out that the, that the CEO of this company had a mentorship group. And I was like, dude, I want to you know, go in that mentorship group and I, I want to learn how to be a leader. I want to learn um, how you do the business, how the business is ran. I want to learn what you did to get here because you grew this $50 million business in six years. Like you got to a point where this thing is huge in six years on a physical business. Eventually it took me about two months, me begging my sales manager. Eventually he nominated me and I got into this mentorship program with about 15 other people in, in the company maybe 20 other people in the, in the company itself. And, um, you know, every week we'd get up super early, like twice a week or once a week, we would do a meeting with the CEO. And eventually what happened was I found out that this CEO, the way he built his business was a hundred percent by outsourcing. <laughs> he was a sales company and a marketing company. And that was the two skills that I had, which was just so fucking exciting. Like he was a sales company and a marketing company. That was all he did. Like I, I was a, a sales guy by day and a marketer by night. And I was like, that's all this company does. Sales by day, marketing by night. And they have an operations team in the background. And they sell all of these exteriors products, but they all go to subcontractors. They had a couple of in-house or they have a couple in-house now or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's been years since I worked there. But at the time, they were doing only out to subcontractors where they would go basically gen the lead themselves, sell the lead themselves, then send out a subcontractor and take a cut. They played middleman. That was it. And so the subcontractor would, would charge this company, right? $10,000 for the project. And this company would go out there and sell the project for 15 grand, 20 grand. And they would take their cut of that, that change, 50%. And then well, as I was learning here, what I found out is that they would negotiate with those subcontractors and lower the prices and lower the prices. And so that way they could have higher margins, higher margins and be able to afford to buy more leads and buy more deals and buy more. And the whole process was built around outsourcing. They got to a $50 million a year company without even doing a single thing. They never even put in a single nail into a single roof because it was all done by outsourcing. And now windows and siding, the two windows and siding projects that they chose, which was super cool, the manufacturer themselves had the, 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 the companies like would come out and install them. So like the window projects and the siding projects, the manufacturers like had certified installers that they would send out to do it for them. So all they had to do was literally sell that project <laughs> and they would just take their cut. And that's how I born was born in my marketing agency. Like my marketing agency was, I looked at that and I was like, dude, I have friends that are building websites that suck at sales and suck at marketing. I have friends that ha can do SEO, but suck at sales and suck at marketing. I have friends that can do Facebook ads and gen leads, but they suck at sales and suck at marketing on a full branding scale, right? But I was like, dude, that's the only thing I'm good at is branding and marketing and sales. And so what I did is that I went out and I reached out to every single one of them and said, hey, dude, we're going to work on a flat rate. Every time I sell a project, you're going to charge me this much amount. And then I can charge whatever I choose to do and you'll just handle it, facilitate it. And they're like, okay, what? Uh, no. And I had to do a lot of negotiating and partnering with them and telling them that I'll do all the customer service. I'll do all the facilitating. I'll do all the work and you'll just, you'll just fulfill the project. And eventually they were like, okay, cool. Like if you're going to drive us steady deals and I don't have to focus on selling or marketing my own business, I'm fine with that because 
that's cool, right? You're just going to drive me leads. I'm going to get paid. I'll do the stuff that I enjoy doing, which, and that was in their case, like building websites. I'll do the stuff I enjoy doing, building websites. And you'll go out there and you'll sell the websites, which, you know, I'll get paid by doing the websites. And so that was the process, right? And so I negotiated prices down, they negotiated prices up, and then we kind of met in the middle. And then I built a whole business model out of that for about a year. That's all I did. I would go out, I, I would generate leads to me and my name and my face and all that kind of stuff. And people would come to me and be like, Jeff, can you do this? Or Jeff, can you do that? Jeff, can you do this? Or Jeff, can you do that? And I'd be like, yes. I'd always say fucking yes. Can you do logos? Sure. Fuck yeah, I can do logos. Okay, cool. Can you do videos? Yes, sure. Can I do videos? Do I know anybody that can do videos? No. Can I actually do videos? No. Do, can I do logos? No. Do I know anybody that can do logos? No. But sure, I can do it. Give me about 24 to 48 hours. I'm super busy right now, which I wasn't. But I'm super busy right now. I'll, I'll work you up a project or, or, or proposal. I'll send you over a proposal. Or we'll get on the phone. We'll talk more about what you're looking for, right? And then we'll talk about it. And they're like, cool, yeah, yeah. Let's get on the phone in the next 24 to 40 hours. We'll talk about the project. And so what I would do is I would go out there. I would stall for 24 to 48 hours. And then I'd get on the phone with them. After, while I was stalling, I was looking for other people that were high-quality work, people that I could trust, people that I could respect, friends of, of markets around me, whatever, and I would get their pricing. And then what I would do is then I would negotiate their pricing down and then I would go back to that person that where I was at and I would sell it to them for the person's original pricing. So for example, I was selling logos. And so this guy's logo, he would charge $250 for a logo. And I was like, no, fuck no. I'm not going to, you're not going to charge me $250 for a logo because I'm going to sell 10 logos to you. I'm going to drive you logo deals. And he's like, okay, cool. You know what? I'll give you a hundred dollar discount or I'll give you $50 discount. It was 50 at first. I'll give you a $50 discount. I was like, fuck yeah. Okay. So you're going to charge me 200 bucks. All I got to do is just generate you logos and you don't do any of the customer service, right? He's like, yeah, sure. I'll create them. I'll just talk to you. You'll do the customer service. So I don't have to deal with the asshole customers. I was like, cool. I'll deal with the asshole customers. They're like, deal. All right, cool. So then I would do is I'll go back and I'd sell logos. And then I would, I would sell it for the exact same price that he did. That guy, it was 250 bucks. I sold it to the other people for 250 bucks. And I would take the $50 margin in between where we do a little bit of customer service. I do a little bit of managing or whatever it may be. And that process worked over and over and over again. I did that same thing with websites. And I did the same thing with Facebook ads. I did that same thing with tons of different things. I used other people's skills to help me build a business right? All while I was, I was working on the things that I was good at, all while I was working on things that I was great at. And the cool thing about the business model I was doing is, is, is that everybody that worked with me genuinely got a better product than if they would have worked and worked with the other guy directly. They got it for the same price and they got a better product for partnering with me. Why? Because I, I eventually hired an operations manager and an operations manager was creative. And the number one product problem that I had in that industry Okay, when I was doing my business that way is that web developers aren't creative. Like, I don't know why, whatever it is. Like, okay, let's talk about this. Actually, I'll give you an example. Okay. There's a when when you go out there and you hire a software developer, okay, a software developer is the guy that's sitting there in the background putting the code on on the, the this whatever i'm not a tech guy like in that i don't know but they go out there and they type in their code into their little texty forms and they put in that code and whatever and and that's it they can make the thing work but the, those people that put in the code they can make the thing work but they can't make it look pretty and and the people that you need like somebody that make it look pretty right so you, you need to tell the developer what you want it to look like otherwise that developer can't design it like they're not the artistic type they're not the visionary type. they don't know how, they can hit the keyboard they can make it be created they can do any of that stuff but you have to tell them exactly what to do because they're very analytical type of brain and they're like i i can create it you just have to tell me what it looks like what you want it to do what are the features 
And I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fucking features were. That's the point here, right? So I played middleman and I hired creative people that would help design the process. So do the creative stuff that would help with the visionary stuff that help with the front end stuff. And so we were making way better products than that person could have ever done by himself because I hired what's called a user interface person, basically UX designer. And that UX designer would make the websites better, the logo design better, all of that kind of stuff, right? We we had a way of, of pulling the extra value out of the developer that the developer just couldn't do. They had the skills to get it done, but they didn't have the creative side. Does that make sense? And so I went through and I just started making it better and making it better and making it better until one day, like, dude, I got fed up with it. I woke up because I hated my life. Like I wasn't passionate about it, right? I needed skills. I needed skills. I needed, what am I good at? Like, what am I doing? Like, what are my skills? And, and all my customers, like I just loathed that business model. So I basically shut it down. I made, I don't know, $40,000 in a month, $26,000, $28,000, something like that on website sales. And then a bunch of other products and stuff. And about a 38 day, 38 day period, I made about 40 grand and uh, I, I made a ton of money. And then it's just kind of all, all blew up, all blew up because of my mindset or whatever, because I just hated it. And that's what I mean. Don't chase the business model, chase the skills. And that, that was my problem there is I was chasing the business model. Like, okay, cool. This guy's business model worked for him. I'm going to go do the same business model instead of working on me getting other better skills. And through that process though, I, I acquired skills, which was cool, right? I, I traveled, I learned myself. I was, the whole time I was upgrading my skill set of what am I doing? What am I being? What am I becoming? Uh, what are my skills? right? And I was a sales guy. I'm a sales guy. I'm a sales guy. I'm a marketer. I'm a marketer. I'm a marketer. But eventually I found my number one skill. And that's really where I started to take my business today um, of where I'm going, right? And that's that's prospecting. My number one skill is prospecting. And I'm, I mean, kind of foreshadowing for you guys and, and you listeners on the podcast is that I'm, I'm launching something called Prospecting for Profits here soon, where I'm going to teach salespeople and sales individuals how to prospect online and use the art of free traffic. And I started that conversation with that. But moral of what I'm trying to say here is, is that go after what your skills are. Double down and triple down on your skill set. There's tons of opportunity everywhere. So I was good at sales and marketing. So what I do is I took my skills in sales and in marketing and found somebody else's skills and I sold their skills and I took a cut and I made a killing doing that, right? So are you good at sales? Are you good at marketing? Are you good at video? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Go do what you're good at. Do more of what you're good at and just keep doing what you're good at and keep doing it until you get better and better and better and just keep honing and, and polishing and tweaking and changing and adjusting. And the more you create, the more you do, the more that you get better, the more you're going to get paid, dude, right? That's what happened with me. It started out slow selling websites and logos and all that stuff. Like I was making a thousand bucks a month, which was less than I was ever making any sales job, $2,000 a month. Fortunately for me, I had a ton of cryptocurrency money at that time that I had just made. Um, but that's the point though, right? Like I, I kept honing, adjusting and changing because I, I wasn't good at prospecting. I wasn't good. I was, but I wasn't that great yet. I wasn't, I wasn't up to the level yet. And eventually Dude, the, the ball clicked into place. Everything fell into place for me. And then, boom, it exploded. And I started having thousands, commas, you know, every day. I had $1,000 days. You know, I, I had $1,000 days. I had several thousand, I already told you, $28,000 in a month from website sales. It just goes on and goes on. And then I took that and continued bettering my skills 
and continue in honing what I learned from that and the things that I learned that I was good at. I basically shut a lot of that down. I don't do a lot of website sales anymore. I don't do a lot of logo sales anymore. I don't do a lot of other external marketing sales anymore because, dude, I don't want to. I don't need to. I don't have to. My other skills that I learned on after I developed myself, right, enabled me to keep pushing forward. My skill, what I'm really good at is creating sales funnels, right? I'm good at the marketing. I'm good at the designing. I'm good at the creation. That's my skill there. I'm really, really fucking good at prospecting too. So I can do a little bit of both. I can prospect into my sales funnels. I can use my prospecting and I, I'm, again, you don't have to be good at what I'm good at, but I'm doubling down on the things that I'm good at, right? Yes, you have to pay your bills. Yes, you have to make money. So sometimes you have to do the shit that you're not good at. Sometimes you have to just, you have to eat shit and show up and do other things to make money, right? I get that because whatever, you you have to eat. But dude, stop chasing rainbows and start chasing yourself. Dig deep inside of you and what you want to do. Anyways, guys. That is it for today's episode. I want to say, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Welcome into the YPR podcast for the first time you're here. And always end everything I do. If you got some value out of this, you like this, it helped you out, whatever it may be, click that share button, share this episode with a friend. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a review on the podcast for me. It'll help more people see this because I want to help 100,000 people make their first $100 online or next. I want to help 100 million people turn their passion into a career, their career into a passion. So, guys, Let's get started, my friends. Thank you for listening. And for now, as always, Team Trimble out.